welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. The following is an important notice, important warning for all of you in the real estate industry, and 163,000 of you listened to us yesterday, that you must pay attention to. This weekend, yes, I know it's Memorial Day weekend. I know you don't want to work. I know you don't want to do anything that resembles work. But I'm here to tell you, this weekend of all weekends is one of the most important weekends for you to put in some focused, drilled down time. And we're going to tell you why. Now, that's not the topic of today's show, but we're just going to shoot you guys right away the bottom line truth. Write these words down. Expired Palooza. Oh, Tim, there's no expireds in my market. Yes, there are. You just have to look. And if you don't have a lot, go after the for sale by owners. Here's the deal, guys. This weekend officially announces or basically starts a pivotal point in the year for all of your businesses. Whether you realize it or not, your ability to make money selling residential real estate is more than half over for the year. More than half over for the year. So this weekend is expired Palooza. So let's talk about that. And then we're going to I'll completely and 100% make sure you guys are on board with this. Every time there's a change of the month, the last day of the month and the first day of the month always represent an awesome time to go after expires. I've never hunted expires before. I've never called expires before. I don't have a script for calling expires. Where am I going to get the phone numbers? All those, all those questions, guys, are answered on in Premier Coaching. Okay, I'm not going to go over all that. You can also listen to some of the, I don't know, thousands of podcasts we've done. Just go to timandjulieharris.com and click on podcasts or go over to iTunes or Stitcher or you know, wherever your preferred podcast listening widget happens to be. And you'll find tons and tons and tons of calls, shows, and content we've put out there about hunting expired. So please do not say you have lack of information because I know that ain't true. And so do you. Nope. This weekend represents the change of the month. The last day of the month and the first day of the month, of every month, by the way, always are going to be most expired. Why? Because most agents, brokers, office managers put listings in the MLS to expire on the first or the last day of the month. Now, mental note, don't have your listings expire in the first and last day of the month. Have your listings expire if you can make them expire. Have them expire on holidays. That way, agents out there who don't listen to us and don't know how to prospect aren't going to ever pester them or call them, right? So just mental note for listing agents, don't have your listings expire on the first or the last day. Try to have them expire on holidays. But back on topic. So for the rest of you, expired Palooza this weekend, first day, last day. Now, here's what makes this weekend incredible. It's a holiday. So I promise you that every single person that you're going to see come up as an expired for the next few days into the following few days of June, they're going to be home. They're going to be answering the phone. A lot of people take the week off next week. Getting contacts, which is the, you know, that's the time effort you have to put into being successful prospecting, getting someone to answer the phone is easier when they're home. And if you're willing to prospect when other agents aren't willing to prospect, dude, I am not, pro some of you are saying it, I can hear you right now. 
I'm not prospecting this weekend. I'm going to the beach. I'm not going to do any work. I'm not going to do blah, 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 blah. I get it. That's fine. Leave the expired to the rest of us. We'll go get them. Don't worry about it. Go chill. You don't need to work this weekend. Somebody else will get those listings. It's fine. It's your decision. It's your choice. So how do you do it? How do you carve out time? Call in the morning. So not there's not a single one of you that cannot get up. You get on the phones around 8 o'clock, 8.30, and start calling the fresh expireds for the last day of the month and the first day of the month. The first day expireds into June. Go like, you know, call every morning, uh, first, second, and third. Again, people are going to answer the phone. It's going to be easier for you to make contacts. Some of you who are not having a great year can completely turn your business around. I get some of you have never prospected before. Just use our scripts. Read the scripts. Not the version of the script that you're using or not the little hodgepodge script that you put together because you got a little here, a little there, or you downloaded a free script from this website and you heard this on a Facebook page and all this other bullshit. Don't do that. Why? Why would you do that? It makes no sense. You really think you have enough experience to be able to put together a better script than we do? Really? Think about that for a second. That's preposterous. If your goal is to help people and make money, why don't you just use a script that works in all price ranges, in all markets, in all market conditions? It's an easy script to use, by the way, and it's uh, copywritten. You won't find versions of it on anybody else's website because it's ours, exclusive, and to our clients. Use the script. Use the uh, pre-qualification script. Use the pre-listing pack. Use the, pre the listing presentation. All this is part of Premier Coaching. But the bottom line here is, guys, do work this weekend. Don't just allow yourself to slip into neutral and be lazy. So one of the versions or one of the I guess, truisms of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Let's break that down. Longtime listeners, you've heard me say that a million times. Do what you don't want to do. Prospecting when you don't want to do it. Holiday at the highest level to set an appointment. Okay? That is the exact reason that that, um, I don't know, what do you want to call it, Julie? A, a Tim and Julieism. That's, that's where that came from. Because we learned from our own lives that when you do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level, that you have success that other people can never have. And you amplify it because you're able, if you call on the weekends over Memorial Day and other agents aren't calling, you're going to be oftentimes not having any competition setting appointments. Or here's the other thing you have a lot of agents doing. They'll try to set, if they do call, they'll try to set appointments for like the following week. No, you get over there, you get that listing. Don't be lazy. So if you're not having your best year ever and you're wanting to build momentum this is the time of year to do it. And I'm here to tell you that if you don't do it now, probably for the rest of the year, you are definitely not going to have the wins at your back. You have them at your back for like the next 10 days. Uh, guys, look, it's one of those, there's a couple other times in the time uh, during the year, but none of them are as good as this because you're still in prime selling season. Everyone's going to answer the phone. People are generally going to be in a good mood because they're looking forward to having a time off. The expired listings are going to be, now Fizbo's the same thing. All the other sources, we treat, we show you guys, you know, over 20 different ways to go after listings in general. And that's where you need to put your best efforts. Now, here's the scarcity thing that's going on. You need to be aware of this. Everybody falls in when you're selling real estate and when you're selling anything, by the way, you have to know your market cycles. It doesn't matter what you're selling. I don't need to pick out any examples. It'll seem self-evident. You, if you look at the rest of the year, June through uh, December, and you just think about this, and you just th don't think about yourself and don't think about when you're going to be working. Think about when civilians, non-licensees, when they're working, right? Non-real estate business people. So in December, are they working? Are they going to be receptive to listing their houses? Some of them will, but for the most part, no. December, you're going to get a lot of, we'll just wait until after the holidays. You will get some, but it's going to be 
you're it's going to be a thousand times harder than this time of year. So let's say effectively in December, you only have maybe a week to work. November, it's probably effectively the same reason. We'll just wait until after Thanksgiving. But in December you're, or November, you're going to start hearing, we're going to wait until after the holidays. So now you're waiting until February. You guys get what I'm getting at here? So if you look at six-month calendar and you think and you think about how many days actually are available yet to work this year and you take out the holidays, you take out your time off, and then there's other there's not there's non holiday holidays too. Like for example, August is always an interesting challenge because a lot of people take their family vacations. Kids go back to school. Last weekend, um, you know, in October, that's become some kind of freakish holiday that you know more than October more than Halloween. Most people don't do. Oh, call me after Halloween. Okay. Then then what happens is people will say, call me when, when Halloween week rolls around. Let's say call me after the holidays. Like somehow Halloween is now part of the rest of the seasonal holidays. And the, you, so. If you look at six month calendar, you take out the holidays, you take out the days you're not going to be working, the weekends you're not going to be working, and you add up the number of days you're going to be working, guys, it's not that much. I bet you for the 180 days we have left this year, I bet you most of you, if you're being honest, are going to work like 60. Do it. Add it up. Get a calendar. Put a big you know, dollar, green dollar sign on the days you're going to be working and a big red X that you're not. And don't kid yourself. That even though I, I know some of you, I, I've done this for so long. I know exactly. I'm going to work over Thanksgiving. Screw the world. I'm working. I'm going to accomplish my goals. Okay, I get it. But the problem is, is no one's going to answer the phone and want to do business with you. So what you're doing is just frustrating yourself. You need to assume that you're going to want to spend time with your family and loved ones. Um, if you don't have a family, your dog and your cat, if you don't have your dog and your cat, you're just going to want to read a book. It doesn't matter. You're too going to want that downtime. So guys, be realistic. Look at the amount of actual opportunity you have to make money the rest of this year. Realize that you may have six calendar months, but you don't have six or 180 working days left this year. You don't. So with that in mind, take the change of the month and expired Palooza incredibly successful. And when you have success, because many of you will, post your success on the private Facebook page. So that was my Notice warning update for the industry. So, Julie, now I think you have some uh, folks you'd like to acknowledge from the private Facebook page. Yeah, well, and actually, a quick story from our Premier Coaching uh, members. We Just to drill down on your point, if you think you can't do it, here's a quick story for you. One of our brand-new coaching members, I believe his name is Thomas, and he lives in the Palm Desert area, okay? I think he's had his license maybe two months. He gets on the premiere call and his question was, is it normal for me to just bang my head into the wall for a long time when I'm uh, cold calling? And I asked him, knowing he was newer especially, I asked him who he was calling. He was doing wall-to-wall, just-listed-just-sold calls, which, of course, there's no reason to believe they're going to do anything. I, yes, do it around Joy. your own listings, but that's like afternoon. Joy. Okay, but wait. Joy. So I told him no, to you go. Have to define, you have to define what you're talking you have to define what you're talking about because we have 164,000 people listening and they're not going to sure. know what you're talking about. Okay. So just listed and just sold calls. We tell you not to do because they are a waste of time. That is cold calling. We tell you not to cold call when you just Very take cold. a list of, when you take a list of people and you just start calling them, telling them about a new listing or a new sold, that is basically a waste of time. That's the reason we tell you not to do it. If you have options in which all of you do. So we don't, I mean, Try not to use too much real or parlance because we have to remember right. that a lot Sorry. of these guys, this many people are listening. Well, we have yeah, to you know, it's make a sure. public service announcement, right? I mean, there's a house that was listed in your neighborhood or there was a sale in your neighborhood. It's not because you're calling somebody because you believe that they need to buy or sell real estate. You're just telling them something. Now, why do some trainers and coaches tell you to do that? 
Number one, it keeps you on the phone and it gets you making contacts. So you might bang your head into a lead. Number two, you know, it makes it look like you're doing some work. And number three, there's no conflict in it. So you'll probably do it, right? There's but no skill. after like two days of there's no skill whatsoever. It's there's nothing there. It's a lot of nothing. After just two days, newer agent, newer premier coaching client says, is it normal to just feel like I'm not getting anywhere? And I said, when you're doing just listed and just sold calls, yeah, absolutely. So stop doing it. He then stopped doing it and prospected expireds, withdrawns, and for sale by owners, okay, unrepresented sellers. It took him six days. Remember, brand new, freshly licensed. His first deal is a listing that he just took. Um, this, it's somebody who has a listing in Orange County. He lives in the desert. She lives in the desert. He took it anyway. He absolutely took that listing as a result of powering through and calling the right category. He used our scripts. He didn't give up, but he changed who he was calling to people who actually have property they want to sell. And if somebody who is freshly licensed, fresh to the scripts, fresh to real estate, fresh to coaching can do it, those of you who are saying, oh, no, you know, that's just something that new agents do. Well, great. Somebody like Thomas can get that listing away from you, no problem, because he's making the effort. So if he can do it, grizzled veterans, I don't want to hear any whining or complaining about you not having enough listings. <laughs> Be inspired by the newbies. I love it when they have stories like that. Just reminds everyone. Some of you guys say, oh, it's a back-to-basics thing. Everybody talks about that. Guess what? Because it works. <laughs> he just proved well, it. So and, that was a great story and, to share. Go ahead. And all of you listening, again, uh, with this many people listening, I know that at least half of you guys have only been in the business for like 24 months or less. Do not wait to become a listing agent. Do not wait to become a listing agent. Do not wait to become a listing agent. There will be another recession. There will be another housing slowdown. And if you basically are addicted to buying leads and brokers, office managers have only been in the business for 10 years or less, and you don't have any background in telling agents to do anything other than buy buyer leads, you need to learn how to basically, well, you need to consider showing your agents that there are other ways to go about getting the business. That's the reason, one of the reasons that we created the Harris Certified Coach Program. So what you are able to do is you can become a Harris certified coach. We will train you how to coach folks, your agents, how to become um, listing agents. The primary focus of every broker, every office manager, every agent should be to focus on listings, not focusing on buyers. Focusing on buyers, guys, be honest with yourself. It's easy because it's a social exchange, more or less, them liking you, you liking them, you opening doors for them. And just like calling lists, lists is in, uh, you know, the, the cold calling, the lists is in the solds and that sort of passive stuff. Guys, it doesn't work as well. It takes too long. It's a piss poor use to your time. As soon as the economy changes, all these brokerages that are b based on buying buyer leads, teams, I'm talking about you as well. Where are you guys going to get the transactions? You have been in the business through a recession, let alone the one we went through back in the, you know, seven and eight. You don't know how bad it can get. Trust me when I'm telling you. If you don't have listings, when the market changes like that, you will not last but 60 or 90 days. Your business will go out of business and you'll lose everything. And look, shocking and dramatic. Yes, oh my gosh, Tim, I'm supposed to listen to coaches and they're supposed to motivate me. No, not necessarily. They're supposed to tell you the truth. And if the truth seems a little bit, you know, suppressive or depressing, it's probably because you know you're not prepared. If we say something and you don't like it, chances are you don't like it because it's something you needed to hear. You know, wherever you resist is where the growth needs to be, is the old saying. I forget who said that, not us. But wherever you, wherever you resist is where the growth needs to be. And if you find anything that we're saying even slightly offensive, it's probably because you subconsciously know it's true. 
So take action on this before it's too late. The idea that you can spin up a listing business in a recession is not true. It's going to be too difficult. The idea of brokerages, you can pivot your business to focus on listings when everyone realizes that the markets change is not true. And I'll tell you what's making me nervous, the rising interest rates. The rising interest rates are going to have a huge impact on people's abilities to buy. It just is. And all price ranges. So be conscious of that, considerate of that. You have to think five steps ahead. As business owners, what you guys are, if you're not looking towards the horizon and realizing that changes are inevitable, we're overdue for a recession. It just seems to happen about every seven to 10 years. We're moving on year 11, year 12 here. So we are overdue. Doesn't matter who the president is, just the economic cycle as a result of having the type of monetary system. And we can get into philosophies of the economic system on another call, which we never will. But study it yourself. The bottom line is recession on the horizon. Make sure you're going to be prepared for it. Focus on becoming a listing agent. Or, and those of you who are brokers and office managers, you really seriously need to think about becoming a certified coach so you can be the purveyor of information to help agents weather whatever storms are on the horizon. Um, and also, you can make money from doing it as well. If you're interested in learning more about becoming a Harris certified coach, just go to what is it, Julie? HarrisCertifiedCoach.com, I think. Can you check that for me? HarrisCertifiedCoach.com, confirm it. That's right. Is that it? I'm just clicking. Oh, yep, that is correct. HarrisCertifiedCoach.com. Okay, HarrisCertifiedCoach.com. Harris you have to apply. You have to fill out a short form. I want you to read the FAQs that are on the page, decide if it's for you. If they are, you first talk with Tom, and then you have to talk with me. We don't just let anyone become a coach. You have to go through somewhat of a process. And if we think you're a good fit because you have the right mindset, you have the right level of energy and enthusiasm, you have the right potentiality, you have the right level of experience, that frankly, I, I find somebody who's got the motivation to learn and motivation to be of service to people, even if they haven't been in business forever, that's going to be a really good certified coach versus somebody who's burned out and has all these you know, misconceptions about all this Mickey Mouse because you know those people won't be very good uh, certified coaches because they're not going to they're not going to convey a very concise message. They're going to meander too much and they're not going to really deliver a high quality of coaching. Not a good fit. But if you think you might be interested in learning how to become a real estate coach, it is a perfect way to basically create another income spoke. Go to haircertifiedcoach.com. Um, and one last message, and Julie, get ready to power through your notes, is that, and it's yep. relevant to today's topic, by the way, guys, is uh, if you have not yet had your free coaching call, go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com freecoachingcallsforagents.com. I checked this morning. We have 11 spots uh, between today and tomorrow. Freecoachingcallsforagents.com. All right, Julie. Today's topic is, and we're going to get through this, to prospect or not prospect. Oh, you guys saw that coming, didn't you? That is the question that everyone must answer. Julie? Yes, indeed. So, and I think this probably will be a two-part show, but we'll see how far we get. So, what is prospecting? It is the ability to generate quality business in an efficient and effective manner with predictable and duplicatable results. That is what prospecting is. Fact, effective prospectors are not dependent on market conditions. To your previous point, Tim, they are not dependent on price range, being at the right brokerage, or any other outside force. This requires skill, discipline, and action. And I've got a great quote from Jeb Blunt, who wrote Fanatical Prospecting. He writes, the 30-day rule states that prospect, the prospecting you do in this 30-day period will pay off for the next 90 days. It is a simple yet powerful universal rule that governs sales, and you ignore it at your peril. 
When you internalize this rule, it will drive you to never put prospecting aside for another day. The implication of the 30-day rule is simple. Miss a day of prospecting and it will tend to bite you sometime in the next 90 days. Miss a week and you will feel it in your commission check. Miss the entire month and you will tank your pipeline, fall into a slump, and wake up 90 days later desperate, feeling like a loser with no clue how you ended up there. I thought <laughs> that was a pretty good quote. So yeah, and you guys who are more experienced, you know that the work you do today is what pays you in the next 30, 60, 90 days. Jeb just called it the rule, the 30-day rule. So knowing that, what are the different types of prospecting that you could slash should be doing? Well, you've got two categories. You've got people you know and people you don't know. And here's the secret. The strongest real estate practices are prospecting-based, marketing-enhanced, or marketing-based and prospecting-enhanced. Regardless of which you're running, becoming a powerful prospector is key to your ability to create profit that meets or exceeds your goals. Another fact, the most effective prospectors work multiple spokes or categories of lead generation or prospecting. Let's look at why this is important and dig into the two types of people you're calling, those you know and those you don't. They actually have opposite traits. So first we've got people you know. These are your past clients, people in your center of influence. It's your database. Everyone loves repeat and referral business, so this should be the strongest spoke in everyone's lead generation wheel. Advantages. These people already know, love, and trust you. They're unlikely to ask you for commission reductions or kickbacks, and you probably don't have to compete for their business. Disadvantages. You don't know who in your database is going to move next, so you have to communicate with the whole list all the time, always more frequently than you think you should. Strategy, have an ever-expanding list, systematize your outreach with a combination of personal calls, happygrasshopper.com emails, personal pop buys, things of this nature. Go advanced with quarterly client appreciation events. Secret, you must have more communication more frequently with a larger list than you think. And that goes for all 160,000 listeners, that fact. That's people you know. The other spoke, the other bucket of prospecting is point number two, people you don't know. Now, this is everyone who is not a past client or in your center of influence. Our favorites are unrepresented sellers, also known as FISBOs, expireds, both new and old, NODs, new construction. I would put probate in there as well. There are many more, but these are the most effective. Advantages, you know they're ready to sell. Everybody I just rattled off, you know they're ready to sell. Many of them today. Some of them are even advertising their phone number. Disadvantages, because they don't know you, you need a higher level of skill, scripts, discipline, objection handling to successfully help these prospects. So now you've got some decisions to make. One of the most common questions that we get is, what spokes should I be working? I think there's three people asking that on the private Facebook page right now, actually. So what is your, your personal ideal combination of spokes in your lead generation wheel? So we recommend the following. And Tim, you can interrupt me and, and you know, disagree if, if you like, because I think we may have different outlooks on this. But our recommended spokes in the wheel or uh, lead generation pieces and parts at point A. And I think this does go for everyone. A very strong past client center of influence spoke, which consists of many spokes or many gears working together as follows. A minimum and reasonable number of personal calls every day. At least one lunch, brunch, or coffee in person with someone from your database every week, ideally at a restaurant in your main farm area, or your geographic farm area. Three past client center of influence pop buys weekly. 
happygrasshopper.com because you can set it and forget it. That's email communication. And one to three center of influence meetups per week. Charity work to expand your center of influence. And I would add a, some kind of quarterly event for that past client center of influence database. Now, I guarantee you that that is more than 99% of you are doing with regards to speaking with and nurturing your past client center of influence spoke. Why do we know that? Because every time we ask at events like you know, top 100 in real estate, for example, what is the number one thing you would change looking back when we ask somebody in business 10, 20, 30 years? The answer is always the same. I would have been better at this because I would have spent less money on marketing and buying leads, creating new business, if I had just done a better job taking care of my database. So those of you who are a little fresher to business, you have the advantage because you can start out right and not have to create this. Those of you who have been around for a while and have been bouncing around between different CRMs, you've got some decisions to make to get more serious about this. And it will absolutely save you money and hassle and frustration getting better at it. But again, you have to be more consistent than you think. Anything you want to add to that, Tim, on the past client sphere spoke? So Julie just said a lot. On the Premier Coaching, uh, we give you guys more of a drill down on how to do all those things, scripts and whatnot. And um, the only thing I would enhance with what she said is definitely call. And again, we give you simple scripts to use when calling your centers of influence and past clients. Just call like five a day. Most of you, you know, can get your arms around that. It's pretty simple to do. Do that. Enhance it with what Julie's talking about. And it's also important you go back to what she said. She said marketing-based, prospecting-enhanced, prospecting-based, marketing-enhanced. Fact is, is that prospecting works without marketing. Marketing won't really work very well at all without prospecting. So do not misconstrue what she said or try to translate it as to saying, Julie, say you can build a successful marketing-based business. You can build a successful marketing-based business that does not produce profit because you're going to be spending all your money to generate the business. But the real best profitable, essentially the guys, the business model that works, and you can listen to all of our past superstar interviews, the best realtors in the country, some of them we've been honored to coach for decades. They're all basically focused on prospecting and they do do marketing to enhance it. They, but if you had to, if the economy gets tight, I promise you it's the marketing that's getting cut because they know statistically that their business comes from the prospecting. And I know when Julie and I, when we sold real estate, oh, whoa, whoa, hold on. What? You guys sold real, well, you sold real estate? <laughs> I want you guys to be very careful who you're getting advice from, who you're listening to. <laughs> One of our primary competitors in the coaching space never sold real estate. He never had a real estate license. And yet he's up there with all of his fancy hand motions and his plaid suits talking about real estate. Does that make sense to you? Or would, does it make sense to you that you'd want to listen to somebody who's never sold real estate before to get your real estate advice from? It doesn't, does it? So when we sold real estate, what we do this time of year as a ritual, is we would go through all of our closings. Now we did keep track along the way of, you know, basically we're the, trying to source the, the, the original source of the business. If it was a, you know, listing, where'd that, where'd it come from? Did it come from a prospecting expired for sale by owner? Sometimes what we discovered when we asked was that it was a, it was a FISBO, but also they knew somebody we had sold a house for. So it was also a center of influence of past client. So when we really started to drill down and you ask just, this isn't, you know, advanced information for those of you who are already listing agents. When you go and pull your listing, your sellers and ask them, you know, where they originally heard from you, these are the ones that called you, you didn't call them. You need to not just go with their first answer because you'll find the answer of, as to why they really called you comes in their cursory answer or their second answer. So they'll say, well, 
you know, I saw your sign in the neighborhood and had it sold on it. But that's not the real reason. The real reason is because uh, the lady who was at the, the had the house sell actually sung your praises at a garage sale or, you know, they knew somebody that basically mentioned you at church or something like that. So make sure you really drill down. Oh, so you called from the sign. I appreciate that. Were there any other reasons that you called me? Anybody else? Then you obviously need to target those people who actually overtly tried to send you business and thank them, praise them, gift them, spoil them, honor them. And then that's where you're going to get to the truth of your business. So this time of year, Julie and I would always go through and we, you know, drill down on all the sources of our business. And it was after about three or four years that what happened was the business started to shift from being primarily sourced from overt, over the phone, you know, chasing the business. And then the pendulum started to swing towards centers of influence and past clients. We started getting more business just from people sending us business, which was really nice. Now, I'll tell you about a call I had this morning, a coaching call I had with Lena. So Lena, if you're listening. So Lena's job is to call five centers of influence and past clients. And she's a fantastic agent, a top producing agent. Well, she goes, she knows she's doing it begrudgingly. She'll do it. And she, so she called who she referred to as her best friend. She goes, Tim, you won't believe this. I called my best friend and I used your script. By the way, who do you think, who do you know this thing about buying or selling that I should be helping? And she sure enough had a listing that I listed since our last call because I asked. And I pointed out to her that this best friend who is her best friend wouldn't have sent her that business had she not asked. She had already figured that out mentally, but I wanted to point it out because you know, she then realized what I've been suggesting to her was true, that unless you ask, people don't do it. And I asked her why she thought that was true, why she had to ask her friend. And she said, because her friend thought, well, Lena's just so busy that she doesn't have time to help this customer or this referral or friend of mine. So I'm just not even going to bother sending her the business or even sending her the lead. That's how people think. That's how you think. So unless somebody's actually asking you, let's say you had your trees trimmed and the guy did a phenomenal job. You're running across somebody who's you know, your neighbor who's thinking about having their trees trimmed. Are you going to go out of your way to connect the you know, guy who did your trees with that? No. Now, but if he just called you or if he's been calling you on a regular basis, telling you just using his scripts, yes, you're going to. You're going to want to overtly help him because he's staying connected with you. Real estate agents, listen to your coach or future coach. You have to ask. If you don't ask, you won't get 99.9% of the time. Nobody is just going to magically think of you, no matter how special you think you are, and send you business. Just doesn't happen. Doesn't happen for any business, by the way, not just real estate. So you've got to ask. Your mom won't send you a lead if you don't ask her. You guys get the point? So as we round the bend on today's show, we covered a lot of ground, didn't we? The main thing I want you guys to take away from this is pick up the phone. Do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Doing what you don't want to do. Prospecting. Nobody wants to prospect. I didn't like prospecting when we sold real estate. I get it. I totally and completely understand. Doing what you don't want to do. Prospecting. When you don't want to do it. This weekend over a holiday. Oh, it's painful. Just to even say at the highest level. So don't just call it in. Don't just make the contacts. Actually, at the highest level means with the intent of setting a pre-qualified listing appointment. Do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, guys. Do it this weekend. I don't care what direction your business is going. You've been having your best year ever. Congratulations. You could just be on target and just be having a good year. You're still feeling like it's too much struggle. This is your opportunity to turn it around. Or you could just be coming back into the business, have gotten your license, or you're basically way behind where you, went, where you thought you were going to be. You're almost embarrassed to go to the office because you don't want to admit you don't have any business. 
Turn it around. Stop waiting. Stop waiting for someone to send you a lead. Stop waiting for some magic bullet. Stop waiting for some clever Facebook ad. Stop waiting for all this passive bullshit. Pick up the phone and do the work. If you don't have the success that you think you deserve, it's because you haven't earned it yet. You earn it by helping other people solve their problems. Expired fit for sale by owners and all the other free sources of listings that you can chase, that's earning it, right? Makes sense intuitively, doesn't it? So listen, guys, if you need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you for continuing to keep the number one listen to daily podcast for agents. It's phenomenal. We are truly honored to be in a position to help so many of you and we really appreciate the feedback. If you guys have any suggestions for the show, topics that we're not covering, things you want us to drill down on more, people you want us to interview, we always read your emails. Tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. If you're wanting to become a coach, go to harriscertifiedcoach.com. If you want a coaching call, it's free coaching calls for agents.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.